Welcome to Anti-Diet Revolution, the source for your weekly dose of non-dieting approach to weight loss and improved health. I'm Andrea Heyman, and I've been a registered dietitian for over 25 years specializing in weight management. I've seen countless women struggle in their quest to meet their weight loss and health goals. Over the years, I've learned that traditional diet culture strategies just don't work. I've found the keys to help you feed yourself, lose the weight, and meet your wellness goals without restrictive eating, menu plans, or missing out on your favorite foods. Through a non-diet approach, I'll provide mindset strategies, tips, tricks to achieve your healthiest body, and I'll share the stories, strategies, and successes to get your healthiest self. Interview guests will share their transformations from a traditional diet culture approach to food freedom. I'm on a mission to knock out diet culture and help you achieve the freedom, growth, improved health, and enhanced lifestyle that comes with adapting the anti-diet approach. Let's dive in. Hi friends, it's Andrea here with another episode of the Anti-Diet Revolution. Last week, I had a really nice interaction with someone on Instagram. She made a comment about how the tips that I was posting were really helpful, and we got into a little more detailed discussion about her experience with emotional eating and how that typically spirals for her. We talked about identifying the emotion and how that initial awareness has been a really helpful tool for her. So based on that conversation, I wanted to provide some additional conversation and guidance on how to discern, how to get you out of that emotional eating cycle. And we're going to do that by first identifying the difference between physical hunger and emotional hunger. Once we figure out the difference and understand the difference between the two, we can then use a very simple three-step process to kind of work you through those cases when you are experiencing emotional hunger. So first of all, physical hunger is really when your body, your stomach is empty, your brain signals that it is hungry by initiating stomach growling, thoughts about foods, and maybe you're going to feel irritable, tired, maybe you'll have poor concentration. When you are physically hungry, there are a few characteristics. So one is that any food will satisfy you. It could be broccoli, it could be an apple, it could be anything. Anything will satisfy that physical hunger. That hunger is felt within your stomach and it comes on gradually. It's like over time, it kind of builds and builds and builds. And I think most of us can identify emotional hunger and when we emotional eat kind of after the fact. But in order to crack this frustrating cycle, we need to know how to crack the spiral before it even occurs. So we want to know what emotional hunger is. And that's when when you get emotionally hungry, when you don't get the emotion that you need satisfied. It's when you don't get what you emotionally need, really. So some people have this, like, it stems from childhood, kind of leaving them with a primitive condition of pain and longing because it's caused by deprivation. And this can be a pattern that's passed down from generation to generation. Emotional hunger comes on suddenly, like a snap of the fingers. And it's usually triggered by some event. A lot of times it's a similar event or something that's very predictable. 
Emotional hunger is felt in your head, not in your stomach like physical hunger. And emotional hunger causes cravings, usually very specific cravings. And for each individual, it might be the same craving over and over. So it might be chocolate or chips or only those specific foods will do in a situation that is emotional hunger. But our bodies have a lot of wisdom in them. And I talk about learning to trust that body all the time because you have a lot there. And one of the ways that we trust is by learning its signals. In this case, whether the hunger signals are physical hunger or emotional hunger. And I really want to talk about the emotional hunger signals a little bit because they are much more obvious. Think of those as like a three-year-old talking to you. They're making demands on you. It's a loud voice telling you to eat. Now, now, now. It's loud. It's kind of screaming in your face, kind of like a flashing red light right in your face, just being demanding like a three-year-old would be. But your body's true hunger signals, like that physical hunger, will not be loud and demanding like that. They're more subtle and quiet and gradual. And that's how you can really differentiate between these two types of signals, these two types of hunger. I think that's pretty cool. Because it's another way we can tap into that wisdom that you innately have. It's always there. It's always been there. We just need to know to relearn how to listen to that. And although usually we hear that loud three-year-old, that loud emotional eater voice loud and clear, we can make space to hear the quieter physical hunger side of ourselves. So let's take an example. Say you came home from a busy day at work and you felt like you needed to rush to make dinner before you have to take your son or your kid to soccer practice. It's a really tight schedule, but you've done it before, so you know you can swing it. Your husband comes through the door, plops himself down on the couch, and calls out casually, hey, what's for dinner? Without lifting a single finger to help. I'm giving this example because I have experienced this before. This is super triggering. And it makes you think, why do all these responsibilities fall on you? Unfortunately, that trigger, that triggering event, makes you feel like eating the entire house, probably. And more specifically, maybe potato chips or the kids' veggie straws. So I suggest following three very specific steps so that you can break out of this cycle. First, take a breath. A slow, even breath. It's hard to do in the situation, but so helpful. It can calm you down from being mad at your husband and also get you in a better place so that you are not doing things or saying things to people that you're going to feel bad about or regret later on. Okay, next is kind of the meat of it. Second, ask yourself the simple question. Am I hungry? Am I physically hungry? Or am I emotionally hungry? This is where you want to listen for that voice. Is it the loud, demanding three-year-old telling you to eat? If so, you know it's emotional hunger. Finally, you're going to decide what you want to do. Do you want to go ahead and eat the chips? Fine, do that. Do you want to wait until dinner is ready? Then make that choice. But whatever choice you do make, I want you to kind of own that decision and do it without judgment or putting yourself down about that decision. These steps might sound really simple, but in the heat of the moment, they're actually 
Not always so easy to use, however, very, very effective. Keep in mind that unless an emotional eater finds a new way to make peace with their internal distress warnings, that unconscious compulsion to overeat and emotionally eat will win out time and time again. So I am here to help you break that emotional eating cycle. And we have to take an approach that might be new to us. So these steps really fit the bill. Until next time, take care. If you like this episode, please rate and leave a review. This is how we get the word out to others so they can be part of the anti-diet revolution. I read every review I receive and use that to push out more episodes that are helping you. Thanks for joining me today. Talk to you next week.